Hello everybody and welcome to Retro Rewind. Today we are talking about Intelligent Cube. Okay, yep, so we're talking about Intelligent Cube. Uh, really quick, uh, Retro Rewind is where we pick a game that starts with the letter that the last game ended with until one of us says, eh, I'm stumped. <laughs> and then we start over again because, you know, that's the way you do. Uh, these are nominally shows about the game that we pick, but sometimes there's very little to go on, and so they just kind of spiral out of control. With me to spiral out of control and to get these cubes in good working order is my good friend Craig. Perfect. Thank you. Okay, so really quick, Intelligent Cube released on the PlayStation January of 1997 in Japan. North America got it September 1997, and Europe had to wait till October of 97. Uh, the only time I believe this was re-released was on the PSP and the um, PlayStation Classic that recently released. So, Craig, yes. did you know this even existed? I did not know this existed. Okay. Uh, really bringing the talking points today. Thank you, Craig. Uh, well, no, it's, it's, it's funny. <laughs> I just I, I didn't know it existed. I looked at the PlayStation Classic. I looked at the games that were on it. It didn't pop out as, you know, something that I thought, oh, I, rec I recognise what that is. But I think the thing with the PlayStation Classic games list is that this is a really odd one to have on the list because as far as I can tell, it wasn't huge, huge, but it's super good. So it's really interesting that it ended up in the PlayStation Classic because I think it deserves to be there. I think it's, it's an absolute classic. Now, I'm going to say something here that might get me blasted only because I can't remember, but I don't remember too many straight-up puzzle games for the PlayStation. Um, no, neither do I. I'm sure there's a very obvious one that I'm not remembering. Uh, but yeah, like I don't remember too many, all right, this is just a puzzle game. And that might be why it made it, is this is one of the few puzzle games. Could be, could be. You might be, you might be onto something there. Either way, I think when you look at the rest of the PlayStation Classic stuff, you think, oh yeah, obviously that's going to be that. Obviously that's going to be that. I think Mr. Driller's on there. And I'm like, yeah, Mr. Driller's like the best game ever. As it should be. It's going to be on yeah. there. And you're like, Intelligent Cube, never heard of that. Well, now wait a minute. Does Mr. Driller count as a puzzle game? Uh, or is that just an arcade game? Um, I, w I would class it as a puzzle game, actually. Okay, so we were wrong a couple of seconds ago. Mr. Driller is a fine puzzle game. Um, yep. Um, so, uh, Intelligent Cube is something I always saw in the rental store, where you can walk by. And, uh, the box, have you seen the box art, Craig? Uh, no, I haven't actually. Do you know what? I've gone enough of we nosy just now. So, keep talking. Okay, so every time I saw the box art, it was like, eh, yeah, that doesn't really, because when you're a kid, you know, it's the box art that grabs you. You're like, ah, that looks cool. That skeleton is yelling. Um, this was like, oh, it's a man afraid of blocks. Okay, whatever. I'm going to re-rent Resident Evil for the 50th time. <laughs> uh, eventually, they got to a point where the, the rental store was going out of business, and they just had Intelligent Cube for like 250 And I'm like, eh, let's buy it. Um, I want to say this was, this was close to launch of PS2, so it was fairly late after anybody stopped caring about Intelligent Cube. But I got it, uh, played it, and... While I don't think it's an addictive game, it's a very fun game. Mm, yes. 
Yes, it is. Craig, what do you think about uh, uh, the box art? Uh, the box art is when you've I've played the game first, obviously, and then looked at the box art and thought, oh yeah, I see what's happening there. If you hadn't played the game, you'd be looking at it going, the hell is this? It's I can see what it's trying to do. I don't think it does it particularly well. <laughs> so the uh, it doesn't have a lot of grab when you're a little kid, anyway. Nah, it so, looks like the kind of game, you know, like straight-to-DVD films in that category yeah. of straight-to-bargain bin, you know, didn't quite get their games, so, meh. Uh, so, okay, so if you don't know what Intelligent Cube is, uh, it's a puzzle game where, this is going to be kind of tricky, it's very visual. Uh, you start on a platform made out of cubes. I don't. I think it's twenty cubes long. I think. Oh, I, can't, I, I, I can't remember. Did not pay attention to the length of it, but yeah, that sounds about right. Come so, at the beginning of the level, a bunch of cubes will raise up out of the platform. It doesn't, you know, erase the platform, but these blocks start rolling towards you, and you have an ability to erase a square. Uh, when the when the block rolls over, I'm sorry, this is really hard to explain. Yeah. So when the block rolls over, you can erase a square. The tricky thing is that there are regular squares which do nothing. There are green squares which erase an eight by eight grid, or sorry, three by three grid. It's like eight squares total around them. And then there are these forbidden cubes, which I always love the names of these things. They're so cool <laughs> for something that is so dumb. Uh, so if you accidentally hit a forbidden cube and erase it, then a layer of your platform falls off. If you don't erase all the cubes, a layer of your platform falls off. And what this does is it doesn't necessarily mean you have less space to work with at the time. But that next wave, if that's eight squares deep and you only have a platform of 10 squares long, then uh, you're going to have to do some hustling yeah. to get these suckers. Um, yeah, I, I would say, um, Google a video of it. It's very hard to imagine in your brain, but once you see it, like, oh, that makes total sense. Mm. I think not only does it make total sense, but I didn't look at the tutorials, which I've since looked at, and it's very well explained in the game. I just jumped straight in and started playing it, and within about 20 seconds, I think I'd pretty much managed to master most of the game. <laughs> it's, it's not difficult because it's very very visual you just set your wee trap or whatever you want to call it on one of the squares see what it does and don't fall off the edge you know like you know falling off the edge isn't a good thing and you know these squares are coming at you at you so you just need to get rid of them so so you got you without seeing the tutorial you grasp the the whole don't erase black cubes grab the lime green cubes yes uh, well i it was through trial and error Let's say through trial and error. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's something where if you didn't have a manual or no tutorial, then you could figure out yeah. within a couple minutes. Yeah. Um, those tutorial videos, uh, they really surprised me. I totally forgot they were in there. Yeah. And they do a very good job. They do a very, very good job. I think it's a, it's quite a simple game. It's a simple game to play. It's a really difficult game to explain with your mouth. But looking at it, and, and playing it, the, the tutorial videos, certainly they are robust. They're robust. That's the word for it. It's even a fairly decent guy explaining it. 
Like I was, I was expecting some uh, voice acting one hundred and one, but you know the guy does a pretty good job. He does, doesn't he? Um, very right. One thing I think sets this apart, and I mentioned it at the beginning of the episode. This game, when you boot it up, it feels like you're about ready to launch a nuke. Like it is, the music is not happy. It is not bubbly at all. This game, when I was a kid, used to like freak me out a little bit. Because of just the way everything is designed. Like the UI, the music in the back of the UI. And then when you select it, it makes that really weird yeah. bong. It is very strange for a puzzle game. It's finished. It's, it's a layer of ambiance. And ambiance. ambiance. And it's, it's not just a straight up. Uh, it makes it feel like it's more than what it actually is. Because it gives it a tone. It gives it a tone and this sense of foreboding or something. I don't know what it is about it. It, it works. It works really well. Yeah, like like when I was showing it to my daughter, I booted it up and started it. And she's like, whoa, is this a cool horror game? I'm like, no, it's a stupid puzzle game with blocks. It doesn't really... I mean, I guess it sets it apart, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, because I, I would go in expecting Mr. Driller music, you know? Just yeah. happy, bubbly, we're going to race some blocks. Nope. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's probably the most interesting thing about this game. I, I've got an extra interesting thing as well. Not an extra interesting thing. Ooh. Just on top of that, what I find even more interesting is the fact that they used a man... Instead of just having glowing blocks, you've actually got a guy that's running about the stage to get rid of the blocks. I think that's what the most interesting thing is about it because it puts, it makes it more than what it is. If it was just a glowing thing and you just selected the blocks on a grid, to it would be what well, it would be pretty naff. It would be rubbish. Actually. It would be- and I see. I think it'd be fun, but it wouldn't have that sense of tension. Yeah, exactly. That comes it's with this just game. using the guy and having to run about is just spot on. I think. Yeah. Did uh, did the way they have him be like a two D sprite against the three D bat? That is weird, mm-hmm. right? Like he looks funky. He looks funky, but again, I took that to be some sort of limitation and what was going on because there's a lot of moving 3d objects here and it looks fairly clean yeah for being as early as it is it looks fairly good um i love the game over the game over man that was that was that was awesome when i was, it's like oh the poor guy he's, he's just gonna float in an internal void when you die uh the gentleman lets out a a, a pretty good scream i would say on the richter scale and then you just fall and you continue to fall and you continue to fall until it says game over. Oh, I haven't got a game over yet. Oh, you liar. I haven't I haven't got a game over. Wait a minute. You're saying you played this and you didn't get a game over. Yeah. Where did you make it to, level-wise? Five. Craig. What? You're better at puzzle games than I am. Oh. Where did you get to? <laughs> I got to four ah. before I started having trouble, right? That- like, I mean, three three was skin of my teeth to finish okay. three. <laughs> it was like, oh boy, we have like two rows to work with here. All right, let's do it. Yeah, but um, by the start of yeah, five, four, I was four in the was same. where I started <laughs> fucking up. It's when you when you know you're on a losing streak here, and it's like I've only got one row of blocks behind me. I'm going down with the ship. 
<laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, so do you remember your IQ? I'm sorry. Due to certain events, I completely forgot what my IQ was. Oh, dear. Um, mine's is about um, just about Einstein level. Oh, so five? Ish. No, um... Five-ish. I'm going to be honest. Is your, is your IQ your score? Well, see, that's the thing. When I was a kid, I thought that because I was a dumb kid, mm-hmm. oh, this must really, like, like figure out your IQ. Oh, Dave. Um, so I tried really hard to get a high IQ. Shut up, Craig. <laughs> I never said I was a smart kid. Uh, so I tried really hard to get a good... I was very proud when I got, like, a 200 IQ, I was like, yes! Uh, I'm so smart. I've missed an entire um, dimension of this game because I am I'm at level 5 and I've just literally I've hit a save state and come off of it. So I haven't finished anything. Have I missed that? Oh, so oh, you were save-stating your way through? No, I wasn't save-stating my way through. It's, I've save-stated it to come off of playing it to go and play Prey. <laughs> No, 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 I'm, okay, so, like, so, your first run, you made it to five. No. No. Okay, so. It was my. How does that work without you getting a game over, Craig? Because every time I died on the first level, I reloaded my save. Oh, okay, okay, so you used saves as kind of checkpoints. Yes. Oh, okay, okay, no, I kept going from the beginning. All right, okay. And it was like, okay, let's just see how far I can get. I think. By the time uh, I got, yeah, the game does not figure out. No, oh, I was just going to say by the time I got to five, that was in one continuous go. But I'd already played one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three, four, and then. But, oh, I see what you mean. You know what yeah. I mean. But I'd never let it get to the point where I die. I game over. I would always just die, and then frustrating frustration go back to the start. <laughs> Which is that's fair. Stubborn and pig-headed, but it was about half an hour, I think, thirty odd minutes to get to level five. Um, yeah, I mean, that's another thing. I don't think this game it has a lot of replay to it because you can always tweak your score to get better. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like for me, the big thing was I would always misjudge those three by three grids and be like, "Ah, shit, (laughs) I got a black block," (laughs) or sorry, a forbidden cube. Forbidden cube. Forbidden. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's always something you can do. Um, I ended up not using the green ones to the, their fullest capability, and it ended up just, like, eight blocks, gray blocks left, and I'm like, ah, oh, crap, <laughs> just one by one, half the boink, boink, boink. It was, it was, it was punishing, let's say. Um, what do you think in terms of, like, would this be worth the money for you? Because um, let's say it was released at $40. No, no, I would heartily regret my purchase at the time this would have been out I wouldn't have 40 pounds or 30 pounds or however much would have been a lot of money so I would have regretted every moment of it it doesn't feel like that level of game this feels like a 16 pound on the Playstation I know the Playstation still didn't exist but or like a greatest hits yeah exactly it's not it's not a full full price release for me what about you? Do you, do you yeah, think? Well, well, I bought it like really cheap, yeah. but when I bought Mr. Driller, I bought Mr. Driller at full price. And I didn't regret that at all. It's like, ah, this, this game is amazing. Well, no, Mr. Driller, but this- Mr. Driller is a full price game. In fact, Mr. Driller is underpriced. If it was full price, it should have been like $100 because it's amazing. 
yeah, plus I've rebought it like six, seven times. <laughs> so I have given Mr. Driller all the monies. But yeah, like that I didn't have a problem with. Um, oddly enough, and this is weird coming from me, uh, I put this in the same category as like uh, Namco Museums. When I first bought Namco Museum, I was very angry, Craig. Very angry. It's like, oh, I paid for this? It's just a bunch of crappy old games. This is not worth the money. Uh, and th this kind of fell in that category for me where it was like, oh, well, I'm glad I only paid two bucks for it. I mean, it's fun and all. But if I had to pay full, if I had to choose between like this or Tekken 3, yeah, I mean, it just made me angry. But uh, I've since come around. You know, I, I think like on PlayStation, this popped up for like 15, 20 bucks and it was a remaster. I totally pay for it and enjoy it. Because I guess now I have a different view on. I guess, well, do you remember back then when it was like, unless a game had 120 hours worth of content, yeah. well, it just wasn't worth yeah, the money? Yeah, Oh, God, yeah. I, I've very much <clears throat> dropped on that stuff to where it's like, yeah, you know what? I like this. I think it being on the PlayStation Classic is good, but it's still weird that it's there. Like, even after playing it and liking it for like the last 10 years or so. I... Or... Oh, Sorry. Oh, no, Craig, that's like 18 years. Oh, oh my dear gosh. God. I think every week or two... PS2 launch was a long time every, ago. Every right? week or two, we have this exact same dilemma. We're like, oh, my God. Do you know what I figured out today? Next year, hmm. I will have lived by myself longer than I lived when I stayed with my parents. So when I turned 36, oh, I moved out. Oh, yeah, when I was, that's You weird. know what I mean? So that's that's something. Um, Wait till you hit that point where you've been married longer than you were single. Oh my god! When will because I spent eighteen years alone. Yeah, and right now I'm coming up on year sixteen oh, of marriage. Wow! So I'm getting close to that point. Jeez, oh, I've been married ten years. I've known Laura for fifteen or sixteen, but I've been married ten. So I've got. Alright, so yeah, you got to go off your marriage date. You can't go off the one you met. Date. Got a, got a while to wait. Yeah. So how old were you when you guys met? Uh, we were eighteen when we met. Ah, uh, yeah. So you're gonna have that roughly the same thing I did, where it's like, oh boy. Oh geez. Well, congratulations. Thanks, then I hope Thanks, I hope Dave. you uh you hit that win. Yeah, because like oh, uh we were talking earlier before the podcast, uh, I bought the SNK collection, which has some amazing features that maybe we'll do an episode on. Mm -hmm. But um, some of those games on there, there there are some rickety old ones on there. And uh, my daughter was in the room because we like playing arcade games together. And she was like, oh, what's that one? And she scrolled down and it's like, released 1987. And she's like, oh, this one looks old. I'm like, oh, it's not that old. It's It's 87. And my wife who's doing stuff is like, you realize how long ago that was, right? I'm like, oh, oh, I do now. Whew. So, yeah, every once in a while, uh, take take notice of what year games release if you're like our age and go, oh, boy. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, it's okay, terrifying. so there's not much more to say about Intelligent Oh, Cube I've got something like. else on the last note that you said there remaster oh, sure. and the remaster side of things this is only yes. is very vaguely directed at it and I hinted at this before but it's good right it's a good game it's okay. got great puzzle mechanics 
It's cube based, but Catherine is cube based puzzling with a vertical dimension as well and you still have that foreboding the cubes are dropping off and you're trying to climb up while moving cubes and I don't it's it's not just cubes there's something else about this that made me think of Catherine when I was playing it and I thought the perfect way to get this kind of gameplay for me these days is to play Catherine or wait for the re-release on the PS4 well, you brought up two interesting talking points here, Craig. Let's go with one, which isn't so interesting. But um, so it's weird that in this puzzle game, uh, same with Mr. Driller, actually. I don't know why I keep coming back to Driller, but there were no knockoffs. Yeah. That I know of. Like, it, it normally when there's a puzzle game, you know, somebody will do a twist um, on yeah, it or yeah. somebody. And that didn't come until Catherine almost. Yeah. That's a weird one. And okay, so. Catherine, I do plan on picking up the PS4 version because I bought the PS uh, the PS3 360 version late. Um, and I was, well, you know, I always mean to play it and me and Kelsey, Kelsey wants to watch it and we just never got around to it. So I'm going to buy the PS4 version and we're going to play it. Okay, so here's some questions about Catherine that I have. Is the story as good as it looks like it is? Yes. It is. I would say yes. It's different it's it's very very different but it's got that same feel you know that same overblown um what do you call it persona esque pretty bunker nuts yeah well i mean it's Story. same same guys yeah yeah, so, yeah yeah it makes sense so it's the same kind of feel to the story it's just it's just off the wall mental <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question and you're going to answer me, but I'm not going to know what that answer means until I play okay. it. So are you Catherine with a K or Catherine with a C kind of person? Yes. Which one? No, that was my answer. Yes. <laughs> just, 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 yeah. Ah, oh, you're killing me. All right. Okay. <laughs> if I finish this game and that answer means nothing, I'm going to slap you. Just remember this moment when you finish it. All right. Yeah, because, I mean, I mean, there, there are just a few things that divide people i mean are you a tris or are you a yennefer person well, are you a catherine with a k or catherine with a c that tris yennefer thing it's not fair because tris is clearly the winner you everyone should be hey! a tris person but yennefer good man this is we spoke about this not that long ago but yennefer seems like the canon choice so you're torn between canon storyline or what your heart says i see I I have a fr- I had a friend who when we were playing The Witcher Three was very much a Yen person, just better personality, enjoyed their quest lines more, everything to do. I'm like, what are you nuts? But you know, I guess different flavors for different folks. Mm-hmm. So, what about the romantic choice in Intelligent Cube? Are you a forbidden cube kind of guy? Are you an advantage cube kind of guy? Or are you just a plain Jane regular cube kind of guy? Um, I'm an advantage kind of guy because I like to be taken advantage. Oh no, hang on. That makes me sound terrible and pathetic. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip there, Craig. I uh, See, I, I will be an advantage cube because I like being taken advantage of sometimes. Hmm. Oh dear God. Um, When in reality, we're probably both very normal cubes. Yeah, I think we're normal cubes. But whatever. A man can dream. All right. So, okay. So, that about wraps it up on Intelligent Cube. I would say give it a shot. It's 
pretty easy to emulate if you don't want to drop any money on a PlayStation Classic. And it's at least noteworthy, right? Like, oh, this is a weird little thing. Um, the next big bit effect game is going to be Star Fox Zero. So first we need you to uncover your Wii U, blow the five inches of dust off of it, and maybe play along with us. If you do happen to play along with us, then you can hit us up on the website, thebiteffect.com, uh, our Google, which, you know, still biteffect at Gmail. If you want to suggest a game or you want your thoughts read when we do the episodes, uh, the next Retro Rewind game will be... Oh, Dave, I've got, I've got two. I've got Ooh. two. One on the Wii U and one will be a PS2 or um, PC or... Yeah, PS2 or PC, you'll only play it in. So okay. you, it's your choice, your call. Ooh, ooh. okay. All right, this is this is unprecedented, uh, listener. I know Wii U is a game that's on my to-do list, so it would kill two birds with one stone, but it's Epic Mickey 2, the power oh. of two. Yeah, the musical. Um, yes, it's been on my hit list. Me and Emily want to sit down and play it, and if we're cracking out the Wii U for Star Fox anyway, maybe that's a good, a good shout. point. Um... um What's two? The second game, equally, equally as alluring for you, I'm sure, is Ooh. the third in the series, Escape from Monkey Island. <laughs> oh, man, this is a very tough choice. Um, <laughs> let me let's sit here quietly for ten minutes, do some soul searching. Why the hell would I ever pick Monkey Island, Craig? I've got no idea. I just <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have completed Epic Mickey two, but I oh, have you. Oh. I'm willing to shoot and go do it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Are you are you sure you want to play it again though? Because it's just it's well, I'm not gonna have to complete it again. I'll just, you know, just play it for half hour, an hour to refresh myself. And yeah, All I'm right, totally down enough. for Epic yeah. Mickey two. Cool. Will that be the that newest cool. game that we've done on here? I th- it's 2011-12? Yeah, that's pretty recent for a retro... Yeah, it sure. Yeah. Uh, the Wii U was dead about six months after it was born, so it's definitely retro. Bro. All right. I'm so happy. So uh, I also feel incredibly terrible because um, Escape from Monkey Island is actually the fourth um, oh. Monkey Island. And when I was making my joke, I was too excited about the joke and we just played two so okay I, so I cocked that ron gilbert now no longer listens i know he was no it's okay because all i'll say is fourth fourth <laughs> fourth it was the fourth, fourth game in the series <laughs> all right so you all right so here we go star fox zero will be the next big game and thanks to craig epic mm-hmm. mickey Two: the power of friendship What's the power of two? <laughs> oh, the power of two friendships is the next <laughs> Retro Rewind game. Again, same thing as I just said. You know, if you want to get that. Go All right. So one thing I want to address f- decently quickly is so we have a fairly small listener base, right? I love each and every one. Of you, maybe. I don't know if any of you step on kittens, but I like it this way. One thing that would be cool would be to have more listener interaction. So I don't necessarily care about growing it to big numbers. It's not like we're going to start charging for it and try to make a living off of this. But um, if we could get a more active listener base, that'd be really cool. So if you have a couple minutes, eh, toss a review, message us and be like, hey, guys, love for you to do this, whatever. Or you know what you could say? Hey, guys, you're terrible. 
we'll say thank you. Because at least you participated. Uh, if you've made it to 30 minutes of this, just yeah. to tell us we're terrible, yeah. I'll take that as a win. It's a pretty good point. Because we have fairly steady listener numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're upwards in the hundreds of thousands, in case anybody was curious. Uh, we're getting close to the million mm-hmm. per episode. Right, Craig? I think I that's know. the numbers you told me. We are. Yep, just about a million a million per episode. Oh, that's great. Fantastic. Give or take. Give or take, Dave. Alright. Until next time, Craig, say goodnight to the fine people. Good night, fine people. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you very much. You're you're very sweet people. We'll catch you next time when we do that thing that I mentioned earlier. Goodbye!